The greatest problem in this world is that people are too f***ing scared to be themselves. Scared of what others think. Why? Because society made you fit into a tiny little box. If it loads. Oh, we're live. Yay! Good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, if you're near me or evening. Should we go near me, yeah. Hit it. Oh, what well, you might be listening to someone might be listening to this at like midnight. So, good, good night, good evening, good morning. Good night, good morning. <laughs> you just listened to me and Luke like chat, Luca chatting a bit of shit to start with. So, <laughs> riffing, riffing, riffing. Yeah, I want to do something a bit different today. Though I was saying to you before, I want to open with this quote that I read from... Yeah, I'm going to listen intently. Yeah. For anyone who's want, who's listening and kind of wants to know where this is from, it's from Power Versus Force, which is a book by David Hawkins. Mm. So I'm not crediting this quote to me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, I feel like it's going to be quite an activating one for today. It's quite long, so just sit with me. Um, force is a movement. It goes from here to there, or it tries to, against opposition. Power, on the other hand, stands still. It's like a standing field that does not move. Gravity itself, for instance, does not move against anything. Its power moves all objects within its field. But the gravity field itself does not move. Hmm. Force always moves against something, whereas power does not move against anything. Force is intrinsically incomplete and therefore has to constantly be fed energy. Power is total, Mm. complete, in and of itself and requires nothing from outside of itself. It makes no demands, it has no needs. Because force has an insatiable appetite, it constantly consumes. Power, in contrast, energizes, gives forth, supplies and supports. Power gives life and energy. Force takes these away. We notice that power is about our we notice that power is associated with compassion and makes us feel positively about ourselves. Force is associated with judgment and tends to make us feel badly about ourselves. Force always creates counterforce. Its effect is to polarize rather than unify. Polarization always implies conflict. Its cost, therefore, is always high. Force is concrete, literal, and arguable. It requires proof and support. The sources of power, however, are beyond argument and are not subject to proof. Ultimately, the only thing we can say about a source of power is that it just is. True power, then, emanates from consciousness itself, what we see is a visible manifestation of the invisible. Damn. How good is that? I know. That, I was like, that, was that just moved so much. I know. I had to write down the whole thing. I was like, this has got to go in today. Oh, isn't that what just sort of like perfect? What came through? Well, that? it just makes so much sense in the sense of like what we talk about. I think we talked about this last week is surrender. Mm-hmm. Well, even just deeper on like the journey that you and I are like sort of moving through at the moment is going deeper into surrender. Mm -hmm. And for in general, like, I mean, that was from the fucking 
a psychiatrist, Dr. David Hawkins, right, who mm-hmm, wrote this mm-hmm. book the ages ago. Consciousness as well, he did, didn't he? He's done such good work on that. Mm. And, like, it just makes so much sense of, like, when you're trying, the force is, like, when you're trying to control things that are outside of your mm. control and you're trying to you're trying to manipulate an outcome in favour mm. of what your ego wants. That's force. And then surrender is letting the spirit, mo- letting life move and letting it unfold mm. it for you. It's like letting it do the hard work. It's like bringing in a team of builders to build your house instead of you working hard because you don't know how to build a house, right? Mm, that's, that's so powerful. What about you? How is that for you? What hit you when you read that? What hit me when I read that, it kind of it symbolised a lot of the things that had come through to me this week, how I had really moved out of a pattern of moving from a place of needing to be in control. That's mm. something that I think has been throughout my life because of the traumas that I experienced being out of control was was so scary to me being out of control meant death right so this whole feeling of surrender was was so foreign to my body I would talk about it I would talk about surrendering I would Mm. talk about letting the universe work through me etc etc and because there was a point in me that I needed to prove that I was spiritual and I could be seen right yeah. And then I and then I experienced this year just a release of how much that part of me just needed to be seen and just needed to be loved by me, not by things that I was trying to control outside of me. And when I read that quote, I was like, force is not a place that I move from anymore. It's not for, not mm. a place that I move from to affect other people, but also forcing things within myself, right. forcing myself right. to do things. Cause I think that's a big thing as well. What do you think Luke mm-hmm. with that? Like actual, how do we not only surrender to, to the universe and, and the things that are coming up outside of us, but also surrendering to the things that come up within us and the things that we we're called to in our lives. Yeah. Force is very much lack, eh? Like it's, mm. it's coming from a very big state of lack and like I'm trying Thank to feel you. something in me. Like like it, what it says, it's like trying to consume in that quote. It's like overconsumption. But power is just like it, it's, um, it's such a beautiful way to put it because it's like gravity doesn't go outside of its field. It, it pulls everything into its field. Mm. And it's like that's each and every one of us because we each and every one of us has a field. And that field is our quantum field, that field's our energetic field, our human aura. And when we are when we work towards being in our power, I mean pulling all our power back from from other sources and circumstances, <laughs> then all of a sudden you become this fucking amazing magnet for the things that you want in your life. So the things that you actually desire while still knowing that you're in your power. So you're not desperately seeking it. You're just waiting for it to come to you instead of going out there and seeking it and stressing about it and worrying about it. like I think the biggest one of the biggest things that I've shifted with this was around my own desperation um, mm. in my life like it was like rushing rushing I resonate with that so much yeah. I resonate with yeah. that so much yeah yeah so it's like the rushing is a huge one and that was like something that really came up the other day with this movie that I watched I watched this Australian movie on Netflix called long story short and 
it was it's like a a, a B plus movie or A minus. Like it's actually done really good, but the act the acting was all right. It was just like a bit cheesy, a bit cheesy. And so, but I was like, it was a huge. I don't know if anyone's ever watched done that. It's like watched a movie, and you've had like a visceral sort of reaction mm-hmm. to. It. I mean, like horror movies, yes, but like an actual emotional one or something because it's like it's sort of touching parts of your unconscious. It's touching parts of your psyche that's like very personal. Anyway, this one really hit me because it's it's about procrastination and the the whole thing is like the impact of procrastination on your life because life is so, time flies so quickly. Life is so precious and yet we take it for granted and we're mm. rushing all the time or we're procrastinating, we're delaying things because we're too scared. And this mm. can very much come from like, force in a way we're forcing things to not happen and we're trying to force things to happen (laughs) right one's rush one's delay but if we let go and allow ourselves to like just be in the moment with life and let life happen and it's like you can't control these things at life like you can't control the weather no matter what you can't control like there's days where you're not going to be able to control the rain there's days where you're not going to be able to control the storms there's days where you're not going to be able to control the tide so you want a high tide or the perfect conditions for fishing or whatever it is you can't control these things there's just things you can't control so it's like applying that 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 principle is like okay well this circumstance is just happening i'm going to apply the 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 principle of the weatherman. I can't change the weather. I can just read it as it's happening. We can have foresight to say, okay, this might happen. And what if this happens? Then we're going to have to wear a raincoat. But we can't really do anything until it comes into the moment. And it's like, well, just letting life be the same principle, have living life with the same principle. It's like I'll put on the raincoat when it when it actually starts to rain. I won't worry about it or I won't try and change it. I'll just let it come to me and deal with it Powerful. in the moment powerful yeah that's what how was I it feel. yeah what was it in you that you think you were trying to not allow yourself to receive unconsciously or not allow yourself to to bring into your life oh there's a few there's quite a few things I think the big thing when I talked before was like this desperation so mm-hmm. I would say that you know I was like un- so unconsciously too doing this where I feel like I didn't have enough followers or I didn't have enough clients or I didn't have enough money. Um, and that, that desperation sort of comes from like, I was it from a very different place, right? I, why did I need the clients? Why did I need the money? Why did I need the followers? Because that all validated me. Mm. And so I was desperately seeking this, um, and it wasn't like I would just be, you'd, you'd notice your pattern, right? You'd notice a pattern where you would either be like comparing yourself to other people's social media and you're feeling down about yourself. You're like, oh, shit, I don't have enough followers. And then it's like when someone sort of goes, oh, hey, hey, what's your what's your Instagram? And then you're sort of like, you know, you'll want these like 50,000 followers so you can get recognized and these little things. And you're sort of like, oh, well, I've only got like 1,800. And, you know, you feel inadequate. The, these, these, this can be applied in any anything, right? Like it's same thing mm-hmm. if like you're introducing to people and you're like, oh, I don't have the dream job that I want, so I'm like, I don't really want to tell them what I do because it's not what I, who I am. 
I feel like it's not who what my potential is. But you got to realize that that who you're becoming in that moment is the potential unfolding. It's just not how you perceive it right now. It's the potential mm-hmm. unfolding. And so there's always a lesson with circumstances in your life, but you can't do it. I believe, I don't want to put anyone else's, this is a limiting belief on anyone else, but I believe that it's better to come from wholeness Hmm. and achieve it than come from emptiness and strive to achieve it. Because I think the world that we're shifting out of is very much, was very much built on building an empire on a very, very empty foundation. Mm. And so you've got billionaires who are built up on the outside but broken on the inside. Mm. And so I think it's so important to do the work on yourself so you can find that wholeness within you and then everything else becomes a bonus, not a necessity. Mm. That was so powerful. That was really, like I felt that. And... What did you it's feel? interesting. It's interesting. Like within myself, I see the loop of both things. So I, I recently sort of came to see that I held this belief that I had this desperation energy of, of wanting to create yeah. wealth, wanting to create sec- success in my life, wanting to have love in my life, all of these things. And I had this desperation and chasing energy in me to allow those things to happen and I also had this energy of if this happens if I become successful and I become wealthy then I won't receive love from people then I won't something bad will happen and Mm. through I mean I I resonate mostly with doing things like hypnosis because it allows me to go to deeper to the sort of subconscious level and with my mentor we kind of went into this and was like it's these I was stuck in between the two these two polarizing beliefs and it was because when I was younger when my parents divorced when they split up and it was a very long drawn out process my dad had to give a lot of money to my mum in that divorce Mm. so I associated with having a lot of money receiving a lot of money with I was going to have to give it away if then I loved Um. someone And it was this thing. And when I saw it, it was like such an awareness, right? Such an awareness. And I could see it. And I was like, just cried it out, let it out, you know, saw it, loved that part of me. They experienced that. And I was like, I could see then all the, all the parts in my life that were playing on this, this loop, playing on this pattern, right? And then there was, on top of that, I started, when I was in it, I was like, started to judge those parts of me. And then it was coming back to how can we bring love? How can we bring acceptance without judgment to those parts of me? So it was like this multi-layered thing. So I resonate so much with what you're saying there about this desperation, but I also mm-hmm. had this this other thing. So I was so stuck in between these two, two completely opposing beliefs, two polarizing beliefs that... I just couldn't move anywhere. And every time I tried to move somewhere, I would like get this belief like, yes, oh, I've got, I'm going to get a client. I've got money coming in or whatever it may be. And then the belief of the other one of the fear would come in and yeah. then stop me from going any further again. And I would go back on myself. It was kind of like being yeah. on a yo-yo, it was like backwards and forwards Yeah, all wow. the time. And when I saw that, it was just, it was just so 
empowering to finally be like, I see myself. Mm. So I guess for people listening that are tapping into this and resonate in some way in their body to this, it's like the power there is that all of these things, all of the resistance outside of you, the triggers outside of you, or whatever you're experiencing in your reality, like Luca said, that desperation or that that needness, they're all parts of you that just want to be seen. Mm. And through doing the work, through doing the internal work, that's what builds the foundations, seeing those mm -hmm. parts of yourself, accepting those parts of yourself, bringing them along for the ride, sure. not running away from them, mm -hmm. not running away from them or trying to become someone else. It's like, how do I just integrate everything of who I actually am through this internal work? And then outside it reflects back to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, Emma. I think that everything, like you talk about beliefs, how much of this is just a game of beliefs? Like every, I feel like everything just stems from that. Like our fears, our anxieties, our worries, our anger, our disappointment, our guilt, our shame, it all comes from a belief, a belief mm -hmm. that we've built up which creates a perception of how we see the world. But mm -hmm. the belief was just picked up over time and all beliefs can change. And I feel like the healing that we talk about, this personal development that we do is very much about rewriting the beliefs in your psyche, the beliefs that are in your field, the beliefs that you project out into the world. And I, I see personally, because for me, I have a, a personal philosophy that I work by where it's like, everyone is me. Mm -hmm. So this helps me surrender. Um, and also helps me look at my field and go, okay, now this is the sacred mirror. I call it the sacred mirror where it's always reflecting back to me mm. everything I need to know for me to become my true self. Mm. And when I look at when I look at the field and how I use it is like everything that triggers me, but also all the signs and synchronicities, mm. right? So the triggers will come in. They will just like teach me something about myself, show me something a part of my unconscious, where I can see myself in someone else, and that gives me ultimate compassion for others deep down right totally. and then i i'm also like i don't i'm not big on like i follow movements and stuff and i follow it um but i i feel like i don't really go out there and just like really invest in it and like mm. post about it and do all this and some people might be like well you're not doing enough i'm like it doesn't matter it doesn't matter like the way i see the world is that's a reflection of our our psyche mm. that's a reflection of our unconscious so it's sort of like i just do the inner work of what the collective is doing or if it's triggering me, I'll do the inner work of like what the collective's bringing up in me. And then ultimately, and that's like Ho'oponopono too, ultimately mm. I'm using the world to find me. Mm. And when I've found me and I'm in that highest expression, the world around me changes. Have you noticed that? When something totally. in you shifts, have you noticed your field shift? So many times, so many times. I think that's where the magic is. Yeah. That's where the magic is. That's where the path is, is starting yeah. with you, starting with the, the examination of the parts of you, seeing the parts of you and seeing what they're trying to tell you without looking at them on the surface level. 
beyond that. And I think that's what's amazing. I would never change this journey for the world. The pain, yeah. And you've the probably challenges. been through some pretty hard times oh, too. Yeah. Totally, like both of us, right? Both of us. Yeah. I mean, we've shared a lot on our shows and stuff, but I would not change any of these experiences for the world because to see the patterns of the universe, I was saying to Luca actually before we came on, it was just emotional to see the patterns of the universe, to see the synchronicities, to see how things unfold, even for the things that are challenging, even for mm. the things that cause me pain, to see how the universe has brought this situation into my life mm. to, to allow me to have another level of awareness about who I truly am and who I'm not mm -hmm. and connect deeper with myself, connect deeper with my true self mm. and how I want to show up in the world, how I express in the world. Mm. That is worth so much more than anything, yeah. than any validation that anyone could give me, than any amount of money in the world that I could receive mm. to see the patterns of the universe and to see how they work and to learn mm -hmm. more every day. Mm -hmm. It's it's just a beautiful journey. So Amen. I think it's just something that we can all dive into deeper, moving away from the feeling that we need to be something, we need to have something or be somewhere, mm. just be here now and watch Mm -hmm. the universe work around you mm. and that takes a lot of surrender yeah and it takes a lot of practice of what that means and when we talk about yeah. this right luke i'm sure you can you can agree with me there's times where i definitely am not practicing that like i'm not embodying that it's still a journey it's still in a journey of embodiment i still notice myself going into those patterns of wanting this <laughs> to be like this and that controlling sense oh yeah but it's different now. It's you catch yourself more, which I think is yeah, yeah. I think that I think you're right. You catch yourself more. It's mm. and it comes with awareness. I like. I think the mm. very first part of this journey is awareness. Well, the first part is willingness, a willingness to enter it and embark on this journey. Um, but I also feel like the journey calls. I don't you. even know if there was a willingness. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's, that's that's what I mean. Like I the journey sort of calls you, right? Then. Yeah, and then it happens. Yeah. I was chatting with a, uh, I caught up with a friend yesterday. Mm. Um, we met through in crazy synchronicity. Mm. You I know, Danielle it. and I in I April when when ones. we went to Tofino, we went to Tofino yeah. on the island, and that's when we got engaged. And mm. we were like, just it was so beautiful. It was like a full mm. week of sun in like April, which was rare at that time because sometimes it doesn't have a full week of sun. It was hot. And so we're like, it's a real coastal town. So like we're riding our bikes up like and stopping off at cafes and then going to the mm. beach and like walking along these huge big beaches. And it's so beautiful. Anyway, we just stopped past for our morning coffee after our morning ride and we went to the beach and it was, oh, just so good. Anyway, we, there was these two people there and they're all like this girl and this guy and she was, her name's Joy. A good friend of mine now. It's my mum's name. Oh, there you go. So, yeah, but she's like, she's a tattoo artist, so she's covered in tats. And I'm just like, who's this chick? I like that. I'm <laughs> big on tattoos, right? And so, um, and anyway, so we just started sitting down and I was feeding a crow, funny enough. Fuck, that's crazy. There you go. I was feeding you a crow. That story the other day. <laughs> yeah, but so funny. I'll tell you, I'll sort of tell you the synchronicity with that. 
Um, <laughs> You've had some crazy ones. <laughs> I I uh, I was feeding a crow, and then they we just started chatting with them. Anyway, mm. they ended up splitting up, but we mm. we I've stayed in touch with Joy this whole time, and so Joy mm. and I core. Uh, she messaged me. I was sitting here on my I was sitting here on my laptop yesterday. And I was looking up some stuff, and I just get this my this voice. My intu- intuition says message Joy, and I'm like. Uh, okay, I'll do it a bit later. Anyway, I f- sort of forgot about it and I'm, I'm I'm thinking around doing some stuff. Joy messages me about 20 minutes mm. later. <laughs> hey, Luca, are you guys down in Vancouver? I'm, I'm coming down f- for mm. the day. I'd love to catch up with you guys. And I was like, you're kidding me. I told her, I was like, you're kidding me. I just literally was like heard to, to message you and then she did message me and she's like, oh, the universe, eh? Anyway, <laughs> we caught up yesterday and I was talking to her about getting a, we're just chatting and um my my topic was well they were sort of she's met another uh guy now and they were he was sort of talking about like this spiritual journey and he overdosed like not that long ago and had a huge like sort of divine Mm -hmm. and he was not spiritual before this eight months ago he was not spiritual anyway he just had this near near near-death experience so his lips were like going blue and someone his dad had actually got a (laughs) His dad actually got he had an had some insights a gut gut feeling to like message a friend because they weren't living in the same town say hey have you seen such and such can you go and check on my son um, anyway so he did she did this this friend did and found him just before he if any longer he would have died anyway mm-hmm. he's gone through intense rehab but we were catching up with them yesterday and he was talking about like his his um sort of awakening and he's like mm. asking me like does it get any easier and i was like yes no. it does it does <laughs> you know no it's awful yeah it gets easier <laughs> it, it, it gets easier but i was like i was like man you're, you're in the middle of a of a of a really rapid river right now mm. it's like it can be very intimidating to cross the river but i promise you you're you're in you're in the you're in the in between and you mm. can't see the other side but it's there you just mm. keep pushing forward one step at a time. Focus mm. on your footing. Don't lose balance. Don't lose sight. Don't lose vision. Just trust yourself. Go after it. And <clears throat> I love that you brought that voice into it because I think there's a lot of noise that says otherwise and you can get caught up in the noise. So I love like what you said there, like trust trust yourself mm. to lead, lead yourself through that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, just coming back to the whole awakening thing, right? It's like the willingness is, it's a willingness. The awakening sort of happens itself. And he, you know, he ended up find, finding joy because he, he got tattooed by her like seven years earlier. And then they ended up having this reconnection. And it was like perfect for them. And it was like so much mm-hmm. harmony in their relationship. And I said that to her yesterday. I was like, there's so much harmony here joy and she's like yeah that's the word that i've been journaling on and she's so powerful and like she's got mm-hmm. such a beautiful beam of light Amazing. and anyway the, the 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 whole point of this story was it was it was sort of centered around this awakening this idea of like do you choose it or does it choose you and i think very much it chooses us when we Definitely. when we are the path reveals itself to us but we've got to be the one that's willing to take the steps down the path. Mm. We can jump off it at any time. Anytime. Mm-hmm. Me and you can jump off it at any time. But we I've don't had want many it. opportunities to. And I think some parts of it I have fallen off, actually. Some parts I have 
chose a different road for a while mm. still mm. with the the concepts and the principles underneath me mm. still kind of there but i had been drawn in a different direction but then mm. i also saw now looking back that that time where i was in a different direction for a while yeah. that also needed to happen for me to mm. know some of the things that i experience now to have more compassion for mm. people that are going through things that i went through at that time yeah and so even if you feel like you've fallen off there is no backwards yeah 100 there is, there no is backwards. you're never going backwards never you'll always, always learn from it exactly there's always something that's going to serve you from that moment but yeah definitely i think i agree with you completely when you said it chooses us it's like we're the vehicle in that moment and mm -hmm. i find it's often in deep experiences of pain when we're like empty when mm. we feel like we have nothing when we're yeah. falling apart i mean it can happen in a different way but a lot of the people i've kind of interacted with it's been been through that moment of like you just said there, a near-death experience or extreme pain that you're yeah. going through, depression, um, it, it yeah. sparks something in you because what happens then is you become this blank slate for the universe to kind of find its way into you and then start working through you. Amen. And Amen. I didn't like what I, what I first saw, you know. I hated it when I first started this. I was like resisting it as much as possible. Because what did you hate? I hated that it mean, meant in my head at the time that I'd be different to everybody else. I was oh, like, yeah, if I walk this path, I'm going to be seen as absolute lunatic. Like, this was something I held for a long time. <laughs> but you are. But now I love that I'm crazy. Yeah. You're, <laughs> I love it's that like, I what's, what's normal though? Like, I love that you're... I live here as well. Like, we were on a hike yesterday and um, it was a big hike and I don't know 40 odd people on it and they do it every Sunday it's like a Sunday church thing and like I heard a conversation like while well, I was on the hike I was just kind of in my own sort of space and just kind of observing and everything I quite like to do that when I'm with lots of people and I heard this conversation get started about like shadow work and all of this and then we sat down on the beach and there was this guy talking to another guy about starting a men's circle and I was like how blessed am I now to think that this this younger person of me thought I was going to be so different, mm. and then I'm I'm somewhere now. The universe literally brought me here in mm. synchronistic ways, where these conversations are completely normal. Mm. And then also, there's people on the hike that are not spiritual at all, and they're talking mm. about whatever they're doing, you know, normal day to day life. Mm. And I was like everyone's just walking together and everyone's not weirded out by any of these conversations. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how amazing is it that. to reflect back on when I started this journey to think I'm not going to fit in. I'm going to be seen as different. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to be seen as weird to then end up being brought to a place where it doesn't feel strange to have these Absolutely. conversations. It doesn't feel yeah. weird to do that. And, I mean, now look at us. We just sit here and we talk about these things and we know however many people are going to listen to them. It doesn't feel strange. It just feels no. amazing to be paving this, paving this way for other people to know this. It's empowering to know and trust and talk and live your truth. Yeah. Whatever that Amen. looks like. Whatever Amen. that looks like.
but also not to enforce that truth onto others, but create yeah. that space for people to have a deeper connection with themselves to see what yeah. their truth is and walk that truth. I think that's just so empowering. Oof. Yeah, that's really beautiful. That's really beautiful. Mm. I love that. And that's a, that's a huge reflection of where you're at in your journey because mm. you're like, you're just seeing, you're just seeing the universe reflect back how you feel about yourself, right? You're just more comfortable all the with time. yourself. All the time. And I mean, of course, there's still things it. that get reflected back to me that are, that are more deep unconscious things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that, like, you can't not. But it's funny, they come, you know how they come now, which is interesting, you mentioned that movie, how it came for you. They come in, in more subtle ways now. It's not something like this extreme pain that I have to experience to realise something or to become mm. aware of something. It's much more subtle through movies, through someone saying something that I'm like, oh, that made me feel a little bit of tension in my body. Where is this in me? It's mm. it's much more gentle now. That's the word, gentle yeah, now. Yeah. And I think when you've walked... Not to say that there's never going to be any more pain in my life because I'm sure there will be, which is okay. Something I've also had to sort of come to peace with. But when you've walked such darkness in yourself, and I mean, I've seen, and I know you, Luca, have as well, I've seen such darkness in myself, parts mm -hmm. of myself that were so deep and playing out in my life in ways that I had no idea until I saw them, right, until I was aware of them. And when you've seen those things, there's something about the way you move in life that is so different. It's like there's not – I can't remember the last time I experienced boredom or loneliness mm. or stress. All of these emotions, I have – I can't even remember the last time I experienced those emotions. Mm. And I realised because walking those darker parts – being able to go in those darker parts and see those parts of myself, mm. accept those parts of myself, has brought this base level for the way I live life higher in a way that everything I experience is just a lesson. It's just a mm. blessing. It's just taking me somewhere. It's not good or bad. Mm. It just is. Mm -hmm. just is. And then from that place, it's it's so much more powerful to know that I'm always being taken care of, even if the way that I'm being taken care of is through a lesson that a pattern within me gets triggered by. Mm. Right? That's beautiful. That's probably like testament to the hindsight that you've had, like that you've got, right? As you look back and you realize you were always safe. Yeah. And that's the power of hindsight is you look back and go, I was always okay. Even though you thought you worried or stressed, mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm not going to have any friends or I'm not going to meet anyone. Like every day you'll get an opportunity through inspiration or just through divine synchronicity where life can offer you a new door to open. Mm -hmm. So never lose faith, never lose hope. Mm -hmm. um because it's always possible it is really it is you said something really interesting which i wanted to talk to which was enforcing, mm, totally. enforcing truth and mm, how mm. This, this tendency for us on this path when we're expanding ourselves and we're like yeah. this is amazing we're like okay we've got a new truth and now this becomes <laughs> the truth that we enforce on others 
I mean, this is me to a fucking T, like this whole journey, honestly. I think you can say the same, Luca. You're laughing at me, but Absolutely. you know I'm reflecting back something to you. Absolutely. <laughs> it's Bless. like, it's, and you get carried away with it. Like you're making reels. Whoa, you're this like, is what, whoa, yeah, look at yeah. me in my story. Yes. Like, whoa, yeah. it's, it, it, it really, really, it's not just something that you, read in a book and then you're like wow this is cool it's something that you then just embody as the truth and then try mm. to show others why they should also embody it as the truth but i mean then you you read another book and a week later yeah. you've got a new one and you're doing the same yeah. thing yeah if it's like it. you're like you're trying to convince them mm. that's what it feels like it feels like i've done that it's like on social media it's like i'm trying to convince people i look back at it and i'm like yeah <laughs> Like, and I'm sorry for everyone who felt like I'm trying to convince you because I'm not. I'm just mm. expressing what's real for me. Mm. And though back then I was, I'm like, now I'm like, okay, I'm just expressing myself. Mm. And that's okay. What do you but think it, the difference is between those two two things? What do you feel is the difference between well, you expressing yourself, trying to, but expressing yourself? Because you could listen to someone express themselves and maybe not be attuned or see the energy of the convincingness, mm. but you know that energy is in you, right? So what yeah. would you say is the difference of when you expressed yourself and that convincing energy was in you compared to like you now in this space of just sharing your truth in that moment? Well, first, the first thing is my job was never to change the world. Mm. It was to change my world. And so I think that's the difference where I thought I had this self, this righteous thing. And it's okay. And I don't want to put any limiting beliefs on that people, but this is just where I was because some people actually have this feeling and go out there and do huge things. And so come to this realization when you need to come to this realization, if you need to come to this realization. But this is just for me where I always thought that if I didn't do something, then I wasn't going to live up to my expect self-imposed expectation or this feeling where I needed to change the world. I wanted to do something on a grand scale. doesn't mean I won't. doesn't mean things won't, you know, be better after I do something in this world. Um, but it, to think that I was the person that was going to change the world in a big way is a very big responsibility where it doesn't take, it's, it's not me that does it. It's an, it's the army of conscious, the collective. Mm. That does it. Did you feel that put a pressure on yourself? And that's kind of where the desperation came from because actually you were kind of internalizing this pressure to change the world when actually it was really about changing yourself or accepting yourself. I don't know if it was the pressure to change the world. It was the pressure that I wouldn't live up to the life that I, my potential mm. and that my potential was on a grand scale. But I feel like there was a part of me, whether it's true or not, we'll never know until it happens. But a part of me just doesn't crave that mm-hmm. on a mass scale because I feel like I was looking for grand validation. Wow. Right. Mm. And like, if I could be recognized because deep down, that's all I want to do is be seen. Um, and so I, I feel like to come back to enforcing the truth was where I was trying to convince people to jump on my train. And I'm like, I'm just riding my train. You got one too. If you want to ride in the same direction, let's go. Mm. Um, and that's sort of how we can do it. Because then if I'm, cause I feel like what I see with social media now is people enforcing truths and beliefs and one person who does this 
who does the opposite of this does this so beautifully and i so admire it is like speaking from a state of self her own truth and just living a truth and become wildly successful in term, in the eyes of society because of her mm. expressing this way is melanie. amanda francis um, and melanie so, and melanie yeah both both both, both exactly amanda francis only because i've just done her one of her courses recently mm-hmm. and um what she does is she makes she's very conscious that she's not imposing limiting beliefs on other people mm. and so she's really like saying you know i can't what, what some people say is like oh you can't do this unless you do this that's a limiting belief that's saying this won't occur without this happening mm. or this not happening and it's like that's simply not the case because anything is literally possible and there are people who have become wildly successful doing it one way and wildly successful doing it the other way like that saying, it's a million ways to make a million dollars. There is always another way. So one of the things that I'm doing is being very mindful of how I'm imposing my truth and forcing people to believe in it and saying this is the only way because it's the way that I found. And I think everyone has their own unique way. And I think everything I want to do with my clients is about them finding their sovereignty. Yeah, there's principles. There's principles that'll be like, well, if you continue to do drugs, like there's like mm-hmm. going to be some consequences internally. And even but, on the level of like if you continue to believe in there being an only way, you can get quite stuck as well. Exactly. exactly. It's like this is the medication that's going to fix me. If I don't have this, then I will, I will, I will continue to have these symptoms. And so it's like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm not, I'm not going to do anything else other than this medication only to realize you've been taking sugar pills this whole time. Mm. And it was your belief that were fixing the symptoms, not the pills, mm. right? And that's the thing is like every one of us are eating sugar pills and saying this is the truth. It's just a sugar pill. Life is like it's that's the belief. It's just a mm. sugar pill and it's giving, it's curing the symptom for the life that you're trying to create or the life mm. that you're trying to run away from. So realize one thing it's just a sugar pill and that you can just stop taking the sugar pill and then you can realize that your beliefs that you decide to create your perception is the real sugar pill that you want to be taking it's the real truth it's a real medicine Mm -hmm. for the life Mm -hmm. that you want to create and how would you say can someone feel if that truth is the one that's right for them (laughs) because i mean for me it's like how does my body feel how does Mm -hmm. How does it want to move? How do I feel when someone says something? How does that resonate deeper in my being? How about for you? Yeah, I think that's the biggest one for me as well is like feeling it. But also I think I've got a, I think discernment is a big thing. Mm. It's like cultivating discernment, right? It's that ability to judge well. Mm. Where sometimes you can pedestal someone and you've really you've really just thought of this, everything they say is right. And you'll find a good teacher who will not take your power, not take the power away from you. Some people love being on a pedestal and they'll just, they'll just rip the power from you and say, yeah, keep serving me. Keep Have serving you me. had experiences like that with coaches or mentors? Uh, I've been, I've, I've Obviously had you don't have to say names, but I just, yeah, yeah. No, I have had one experience where I pedestaled someone only to realize mm-hmm. I was like, and then a couple of months later, I was like, whoa, that's why I started hearing all these stories and started hearing all these things of how they treated people behind the scenes. And I'm like, this is at the start of my start of my journey. I think 
yeah. um, it was like June 2018. I went on a retreat in Bali and that was like a huge thing that I discovered. Anyway, <laughs> um, yes, I have found that, but I also discovered that I was doing it first. That's how mm. I found out. I was like, I was doing a, it was an exercise, a journaling exercise with, with a group at the retreat and I realized, holy shit, I'm changing who I am in order to be liked by them. So mm. I was literally witnessing myself try and like say things that would be appealing to them, try and do things that would be appealing to them, try and make sure I entertain their conversations. So they like, Oh, this guy's really interesting. Mm. (laughs) Like, Who's this guy? Like I would try and excel in all the activities. So that would be noticed. And then I would be liked. and I was like, Holy shit. I've never seen myself do that before. And so that was the first time where I saw myself pedestaling someone and a good mentor will see it before you do. Oh, yeah. Right. They will see, they'll not just see the pedestaling, but they'll see the attachment. They'll see everything that you're trying to form. Yeah. And that's why I I just love to work with mentors or coaches who are like, it's all you. Mm. It's the power in you that's doing this. It's not me. It's mm-hmm. a philosophy I think I've worked with. I've never actually experienced a a bad say quote unquote bad coach or bad mentor I've experienced Mm -hmm. ones where like you said I've kind of seen them as wow they're the way right if I follow their teachings then I will get what they have that kind of process yeah but I've always tried to install this philosophy in the work that I do to say to people it's not me that's doing this. There's nothing about me or anything about this space that is, is me. Mm. We resonate with each other. You kind of want to join in the space where you like the space that I hold for you, right? But it's not me. It's consciousness working through me, and it's you seeing what you see, what resonates with you, and then taking that into your life. Mm-hmm. Because then it kind of creates a space where the person feels empowered in their own being, not through you. Because mm-hmm. I think 100%. that can happen. The, the empowerment 100%. happens through another person. And then oh what are they going to do when your coaching program ends? Exactly. They, they're going to they, go. They're going to be screaming for help from someone else or. Yeah. Right. Investing money that they don't feel comfortable actually investing or is not an aligned investment for them because they feel like they can't be without you. And I mean, you can see that on a bigger scale through cults, right? Yeah. But that doesn't mean it doesn't happen on a smaller scale in our industries. And I think that the spiritual and the healing industry, it's, it's a big thing to bring awareness to. Yeah. hundred percent. I was chatting to a friend the other day. Um, She's a, tantric sex mm-hmm. coach but also uh she does a lot of like uh hold space for some for leaders and mm-hmm. uh, for their healing and she and i were chatting she's she's going back to bali after doing some stuff around in the caribbean and she was like can you please come back to bali like we want to see you guys and we need some real like i need some grounded spiritual mm-hmm. people and because and she, what she was sharing with me was like, was like I've witnessed a lot of people who aren't embodied, 
mm-hmm. a lot of people who aren't embodied and that's like from this realm of like the spiritual teachers the coaches the mentors personal development people where it's the next level for us is to be embodied and i think that was something that was like huge where i shifted where i was like i realized i was not fully practicing what i was sharing Hmm. and i had to go layer deeper and that was a responsibility that i would have as a mentor or coach right but on if you're not a coach or you're not a mentor or whatever the level of embodiment still is the same principle for you it's like what do you do behind closed doors you can Mm -hmm. be a kind person to your colleague or whatever but when you come home who are you Mm -hmm. right and like can you embody what you who you truly are at home well, who you truly are in your spirit might be different to who you truly are at home. You might be still going through a process because the most comfortable people you're around are the most, you're probably the most normal. And so you're reacting and everything, but can you limit, uh, can you reduce, can you reduce the difference, the gap between who you truly are inside you and who you're truly being at home and in public? And make those three line up as close as possible. You'll find alignment. Then you're going to start to find more resonance. You're going to start to find more harmony. It's just a natural thing because you're not in this force. Like we're saying, like you're forcing yourself to go out to be someone and you're working hard of like, oh, yes, I've got to be nice to you, blah, blah, blah. Or like I really want to like talk about this to this group, but they're all going to judge me. And so I can't. Mm. And so you're forcing something, you're holding it in or you're, or you're, you're forcing it out. But when you're in alignment, it's easy. It's the, it's the natural flow. Sometimes you don't even need to want to have that conversation because you know, having the being okay with who you are is enough that you don't even mm. need to have that conversation. And then when you're that person inside and you're being who you are, which is enough. And you'll find that people come into your field and actually you'll hear a conversation <laughs> like you did on your hike, right? You'll hear these Mm. conversations. You're like, oh, it's coming to me. I don't have to go after it. Mm. But the alignment is crucial. Who you're being at home and who who you're being in in the public eye of others and who you're being, who you truly are being inside. Mm. And I think that's a process as well in itself of, of bringing awareness to where you're not. So those moments when you see yourself not in alignment, acting mm. from a pattern within you. When but you can bring awareness, too, yeah, exactly, and not judging it. So when you bring that awareness to it, and you see it, yeah, and you're like, okay, I don't have to move from this. But what does that part within me need in this moment? Mm. What does it need? Does it need to have a conversation with you? Do you need to sit down with each other mm. and have a chat? It seems like a strange thing to do from a conscious level, but I found it to be the most Mm. incredible moments is where I'm like, I see this racing pattern and I see myself start to want to act from it. And I'm like, okay, what do you need from me within me right now? That could be some love. That could be actually some space to let it, let it run its system, let it go, like let it talk, let it come out. Yeah. Let it release itself in of some course. way. And when you have that connection with yourself, like we spoke about earlier, those foundations through that internal work, that's when it becomes kind of easier to observe yourself in these moments. And then actually, like you said, work from a place of how am I getting to 
yeah. bring more alignment through this awareness right 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 totally mm. i love that i love i love mm. that you know it's the deep breath that works a lot eh? like the deep breath mm. is just such a simple practice but it's like you don't need to rush anything it doesn't have to happen now like if the situation <laughs> will, will, will actually the world goes on without you the situation will do the same just mm. trust and like let it run its course like you say yeah one of the things is like that are coming up as you say this is like what's alignment because for me <laughs> at one point in my life alignment was not drinking mm. and then the next thing alignment was letting loose and having a nice cocktail mm. and not letting loose but it's like just following my desires and having a cocktail but then there was a belief system in between the two that I was adopting that I have adopted and let go was mm. saying what drinking meant. And a lot of people mm. in this community, in the personal development community, spirituality community uh, can f- have a connotation around substances like, yeah. and have a belief around substances, even relate like medical every- related, everything. Totally. And it's like alignment is for you and you mm. only, and it changes as you change. So what might be in alignment now might not be in alignment but just let the alignment work itself out let life mm-hmm. let life work itself out and let your desires move with it your desires will change as you change change is the only thing that's constant in this whole universe don't forget that it's just changing now mm-hmm. every moment we're getting older every moment we're getting closer to death every moment we're, we're changing in our beliefs every moment we're changing our shape our size our perceptions our relationships right? Mm. Everything's fucking changing. And we've got to accept that radical acceptance of that radical acceptance for yourself and give yourself some grace because Mm. you are going through a very, very important process. Mm. Very precious process. It is. Right. Yeah. I'm just taking that in. (laughs) Mm. What I loved what you said there is alignment is you Mm. I see a lot of this concept of like like you said what is alignment and what isn't yeah but really it's just what does your body feel is right for you in this moment yeah and then when those things start coming up that you start wanting different things that you start opening yourself up to different things and like for me for example I don't drink now not because I believe that drinking is out of alignment but because I have patterns in my past that connect drinking to trauma. So for me, drinking right now, I had to go through an experience that to stop drinking, to stop choosing alcohol as a way of allowing that that pattern to come up, to allow that part of me that experienced that trauma to feel safe again. Mm-hmm. Will I, you've gone fuzzy, Luca. Um. Probably my headphones. My headphones. It's always really bad. <laughs> I, um, I did this last time. This last yeah, time. it's really, really bad. <laughs> I'll just be quiet. I'll just I think you're probably just hearing. You're probably just hearing. And um, that trauma that I experienced when I was that that age, and that part of me still lives in me, right? It's still in my field. It's still there. And for so long, I rejected it, and when. Last year, I was finally able to kind of move through and accept and love that part of myself that experienced that trauma. 
it was because I finally allowed myself to stop doing the thing that was making that trauma go even deeper in myself. Mm. I was going so deep and like hiding in myself and running away from myself. And I was doing whatever I could to push that down. And drinking was a way that I did that. And then to stop kind of finally had this space to come up, be seen by me. Mm. And now I'm going through the process where I don't want to drink right now. I guess Mm -hmm. I've come out of that end and I don't feel called to. My body is like, I sit down and I'm like, I don't want a cocktail. I don't want a glass of wine. Will there be a day that that changes and I sit down and I want a glass of wine or a cocktail? Probably. There probably will come a day and then I will choose to. And then that's what I loved when you said that there, that alignment is is you. It's your choice. It's listening to your body. And that is built from the foundations of having a connection with yourself. Because if you don't have a connection with yourself, how can you bring the awareness to to those things that your body needs if you're not connected if you're not in your body if you're not in this present moment if you're not feeling presence in your life then how do you know what's best what your body wants from you what your heart wants from you if you're not connected to those parts of you so it's it's a process to build in that connection but having those foundations, it kind of brings us back to like what we said at the beginning, having those foundations first. And like you said, Luca, not to impose limiting beliefs on other people, but having those foundations first is so powerful because you then don't lead from the mind, you lead from the heart, you lead from the body. And that's what takes you to the path of actually being embodied in what you are teaching and what you're practicing and what you're living. Amen. I love that. So so bad. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, I don't know. It's like the last of Mercury retrograde, like getting us. (laughs) Is it this? Yeah, it must be. That is really, really bad. I mean, we're like three minutes towards the end, so we can wrap up if you want. (laughs) Now I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, that's back to normal. Okay. (laughs) All right. Now this is is it, right? (laughs) I'll leave you with one crucial message. Things just happen, just like that. Mm. Just like that, things happen. I really love what you said, Emma. Mm. Um, and how you're like right now, alignment is for you is is you just following that. And like mm-hmm. what you when you as you were saying that, I was feeling like this whole thing around like the pro-choice, right? Because I mm. am pro-choice, mm. absolutely. And I think that is a testament to the work that I do because if I I'm starting to judge someone or if I'm putting my beliefs onto the world mm. then I'm not allowing people to under discover themselves. And mm. there are a lot of people out there who will have a different a, a opinion and view and that's fine, whatever. I'm not here to convince you or not here to change your beliefs. Um, I'm pro-choice. And I think that's really cool with, you know, you and I is that we're on a same path, but I'll go and have a drink mm-hmm. and you won't. And there's no, it's, it's so important to see the beauty in that. It's like, sometimes there would be like, Oh, in the community, I've been around people who was like, Oh yeah, totally drink. drink. 
you drink oh, okay. like i go out with my friends and they get you know really really like drunk and then there's me sober and i have no judgment on that and yeah. that's what's important is realizing that when you can just be in the space of being okay with how everyone is exactly how they are and mm. just accepting that including yourself including parts of yourself mm. that's where compassion is Mm-hmm. that's where connection is like mm-hmm. real passion real real compassion real connection mm-hmm. when you can just mm-hmm. be okay with people being how they are accepting them how they are and the parts of yourself that come out as well and when you can communicate connect and collaborate with people from that space mm-hmm. that's and i guess this goes back to the the quote we opened up with that's where power is not force mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's where it is amen power and force you know is such a inc- i mean that book power versus force is such a, uh, is i've read p- bits and pieces but i've never sat and fully read it but i've used that map of consciousness mm. and the concept of power versus force is so i mean it's just truth written in another way right from his perspective of like how he's observed the world but this if you look at everything everyone's sort of every spiritual teacher and sort of guru comes back to the same concept. Just let go. Yeah. Just let go. Let go. Let God is that saying, Mm -hmm. like let life unfold. And I feel like I've found so much peace fully embodying that practice. I'm like, completely. I'm not sure if I'm going to, I'm like, I'm feeling into it. If it's, it's like been coming up lately, but I might do like a, a, a teaching on it, uh, Amazing. a course, a course on it or a workshop on it, or just a masterclass. I'm not sure. You definitely should. You definitely should. Yeah, but I think this is really important to to, to learn. Mm. I think it's a really important principle to have in your life of like the ability to surrender. The ability right. to surrender. Yeah, mm. that's super powerful. What a what a lovely gesh. episode. Nice one. I really love like what we're what we're talking about recently. It, it differs from last year, right? It differs yeah. from the energy of the conversations last year. 100%. And I think it's the way that that we're shifting right now as a collective as well is more into this space of that there is this beautiful thing called creation and life that is out there uh, working its magic and we don't need to interfere as much as we think we do. You know, it's funny you say magic because I was just had this image before or I was real, mm. realizing how like magic really is real. And mm-hmm. that's like the miracles, right? Like the power of the earth mm-hmm. is so, so powerful. So, I'm just like thinking about how we feel like we're the ones in control of the earth, but I really feel like earth is very much mm. equal to us and has the same power as us. And we've just got to, we've just got to harmonize with it. Mm-hmm. Once we harmonize with it, it becomes our ally and our ally works with us to create what we're going after too. We're going after the same vision. Mm-hmm. And also just to remember that we're actually spinning on a ball of rock, <laughs> you know, we're spinning on a ball of rock in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Like the, the universe is expanding. We're a tiny speck of sand. So we think about us and think about the insignificance of what we are in the in the scope of the universe. It's pretty incredible, but also that 
there's nothing holding us up. You know, mm-hmm. there's this invisible force that's keeping the water on this planet. That's keeping our planet in the middle of nowhere. It's not dropping like you would, right? Like it's got no gravity. So you don't, it just doesn't drop and fall. It's just suspended in the middle of nowhere and it's infinite space around it. And that's sort of a good principle to finish on. I think you remember mm-hmm. that. There is everything out there that is possible for you if you just zoom out, see the scope of where we are and what we're dealing with. Mm. It's a reminder that that force, that invisible force, it's not trying, it's not forcing, it's not doing anything. It mm. goes back to that notion that it it just is. Not doing. Yeah. Not doing. There's beauty in that as well. All right, guys, thanks yeah. for tuning in. You and Absolutely. Good one today. Good thanks, fun. everyone. Thank you, Emma. This is awesome. See you later. Bye-bye. Big love. Ladies and gentlemen, you are at the end of the podcast, and congratulations because you are the small 1% that actually listens to this outro.